Hey everybody, this is Philip from Altcoin Buzz, where you get your news, reviews, and interviews. And before we get started, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button, along with the bell notification, so you can get all the updates of when we release new videos. Joining us today is a very special guest, the co-founder of the Knowledge.io project, Steven. He's going to be explaining to us how you can make money playing a trivia game. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing well. Thanks, Philip, for uh, taking some time to speak with us here. Yeah, definitely. I'm very intrigued by your project. I know that it's not officially been released, but I'm glad that I get to share your concept with our audience. To get started, introduce yourself. What is your role on the knowledge team? Sure. So I'm Steve Englander. I am the head of product, chief product officer and co-founder at Knowledge.io. My role is to work on breaking down the entire vision into manageable pieces and rolling them out in a proper order so that we can build upon and leverage previous pieces that we built and roll it out and get it out there so everyone can start using it to improve and scale out the ecosystem. Perfect. That's great. And without vision, you're kind of just flying aimlessly. So I'm glad that that is your specific role is to just provide vision with your project. Now tell us exactly what is Knowledge.io? So Knowledge.io is mostly like an ad tech ecosystem. We began working on a trivia app in the beginning. And all the trivia questions are question and answer format, multiple choice, responses. What we quickly realized through building this app is that we could actually have some innovation in the ad tech space beyond just the last 15 years of automation of the buying process. And, you know, that's impressive. And all the big data stuff came from it. I mean, even Doug Cutting, the inventor of Hadoop at Yahoo!, has expressed that he built all of the Hadoop ecosystem and set of tools for ad tech. Ad tech is really a primary driver for big data. So going through the process of building out this trivia app, we realized that we could actually score correctness of people's answers to different questions. And these questions have different topics associated with them. And by mapping the correctness or the accuracy of response to these topics, we could then produce what we call a knowledge score. This is another dimension in advertising that has not really been available in the past. So we measure this through questioning and quizzing people on uh, various topics that are associated with these questions. And then we produce this knowledge score, which we then put onto the blockchain. And, you know, it's a, it's a new dimension of marketing that was previously unavailable. Uh, we filed a patent for it. And we expect you know, that agencies and advertisers are really going to be very happy with uh, having this new ability to target people based on how much or how little they know about their products or their brand or their services or solutions. And through life's journey, you start in education, you learn stuff, you go on to take that learning, which helps you in employment. And that's where you end up getting paid for doing your job, which has skills associated with it, which skills are very much like topics. 
and then you spend your money in commerce. So those are the three core pieces of, of life journey that we focus on. So if I'm understanding you correctly about the advertising aspect, people take your trivia app and they use it. And if they know or don't know about a specific topic, advertisers will target them based on their knowledge. What is the incentive for someone willingly having advertisers hunt them? Okay, so that's where the blockchain plus the crypto rewards model ends up coming into play. Decentralizing the economic models or the revenue models of the internet. Advertising and e-commerce are the primary means for why the internet is free and how they monetize it. You have publishers and advertisers that are out there producing content and showing advertisements on different publisher sites and in apps. And currently people use tools and websites and web apps and apps, different platforms like the big ones like Facebook, Google and Twitter and LinkedIn and things like that. And there's all advertising that appears on these different platforms, but the users aren't being rewarded in any way directly. And that's where the crypto rewards model comes in. Our tokens, the KNW token, is rewarded to people based on their responses, their correct responses, sometimes their incorrect responses. And, you know, we're able to reward users for interacting with these question and answer sets in the form of advertisements or apps or content as it appears on different apps or uh, websites, web apps, and different platforms on the internet. So instead of having this one giant centralized uh, revenue pile accruing with a company like a Google who produces AdWords, which is somewhat similar to our platform, or a Facebook, which is another big ad tech ecosystem. What we do is we pre-program the rules of distributing these rewards to the participants on the network. And that includes different publishers and the users of their sites. So just so I understand correctly, essentially an advertiser would reach out to you and say, I want to list some of my questions about my product on your app. And the consumer essentially gets rewarded by being targeted by advertisers with your token. So we're not actually just one app. We have our own owned and operated properties like Trivia Spar is the trivia app. In the future, we'll have in the education space a game called Memory Spar, which is a memory retention exercise app. And then in employment, we'll have a property called Job Spar, which is a skills testing app that's used in employment. It's, it's really an open ecosystem, just like ad tech ecosystems work, where any publisher on the internet, any news site, any app can sign up, go through some sort of identity verification process so we can confirm that the publisher is a real person uh, or ha you know, we have some sort of identity for the publisher, which reduces fraud. Bot fraud is a huge problem on the internet, very expensive. We aim to solve that through a combination of identity verification, 
and traditional techniques as well. But really, it's the advertisers want to show ads to different users. They want to ask them questions. The key is really finding experts. This is really where the aha moment comes in, the eureka moment. Once you can identify experts, they can be engaged as influencers on the platform, similar to YouTube influencers. So if you find an expert in some sort of topic that relates to, or multiple topics that relate to the products that you sell, you can reach out as an advertiser to this, what we call a knowledge star, someone that's answered hundreds of questions correctly about these topics. And then they can go and create content in the form of reviews or ratings or perhaps even unboxing videos or installation videos like you see on YouTube from different influencers. And they will end up becoming available alongside that advertiser's products within our marketplace. So we have multiple marketplaces on our ecosystem. As it turns out, most advertisers that spend you know, the big money on the internet are e-commerce retailers. So it makes a lot of sense for us to create almost like an eBay or an Amazon marketplace for sellers within our platform. These advertisers can then import their product inventory and have a federated search across all the different advertisers' products. And people can come along and look at the reviews from these knowledge star experts who are proven experts, verified in any category. If I have proven experts who have answered hundreds of questions correctly about multivitamins or supplements or something like that, and they know the chemistry or they're a chemistry wizard or whatever it is, or they, they work in that space, they can interact with different websites that are about that, where advertisers would show question and answers, and they would select these answers. Over time, they would build this knowledge score. They could do it within our own apps. They could do it within any partner app. And what we end up having is this private supply of publishers in websites and apps that are using our question and answer repository to constantly quiz their users and help us build out these knowledge scores. Okay. And now a little bit about your token. In video games, you can get tokens, but they don't have any real-world value. Obviously, you're trying to create a token that has real-world value. Why is your token worth actual money? Okay, so during our token sale, we've set the price of each token at one US dollar. And people end up earning these tokens as they answer questions and interact with different publisher apps. And if they become knowledge stars, they're engaged by advertisers in more of a performance uh, model where they earn commissions for influencing a sale. And advertisers use these tokens to buy ad space. So it has value because you can use it to buy products in the marketplace. You can use it to buy advertising space. You can use it to engage with these knowledge star influencers. And the ecosystem, you know, as we get more and more users, basically as we bring on more publishers and their existing user bases and get more questions out to more and more participants, either inside our ecosystem or eventually externally, which is how we end up scaling, there, there exist what they call ad exchanges, which are not crypto-related exchanges. They're wholly different 
They're called ad exchanges. And these are mechanisms and infrastructure that exists from companies like Google. Uh, Google is the biggest one. And what it does is it allows us to then start serving up ads on, I think it's like 90 plus percent of the internet's available advertising inventory. I think it's actually 98% of the inventory. That's that's an interesting idea, to say the least. And I've obviously never heard of it before because you're the first one to implement it. The one concern that I have is that we have artificial intelligence, Siri, um, and, you know, the Amazon cloud type stuff. How are you going to prevent people from cheating? Okay, so bot fraud is a very similar kind of concept. And also when you layer on AI techniques and different machine learning techniques and automation, it becomes even more difficult. But the first level of prevention is that anyone that wants to actually claim their tokens, their identity must be verified on the platform. So, you know, there are, we have our own identity verification platform that we're in the process of working on. And then we also might be friendly with other ones as reinforcement of their identity. And other platforms, specifically, you know, blockchain type platforms can partner with us and install our SDK and potentially enhance the verification through multiple confirmations over time. So that's the first level of defense against bots, that we know all of the users before they actually get to have this claimed status on the token. Most bot fraud happens at the publisher level with fake users and fake publishers. So when we vet, when we do identity verification on the publisher, that gives us a second level of protection. The way that we present the question and ad format has some sort of timer on it in our own properties. And over time, as we build out the SDK and enhance things, um, there is some sort of timed mechanism that happens as well to not allow a human to go and look up the answer on Google and then give the answer as a response and earn these tokens. So there is some sort of timing that prevents it. And then there's also, like I mentioned, memory spar and education to test memory retention. We might ask them multiple uh, permutations of the same question over time and score the answers and see if they actually match. So we're looking for statistical outliers as we do analysis on the data. And that's why we, we're planning to open the knowledge lab where we focus on some very advanced uh, techniques like natural language processing, natural language understanding, computer vision, speech processing, and various forms of machine learning and deep learning type techniques that will constantly be analyzing the data uh, and constantly flagging suspect uh, data and making decisions on whether or not we suspect there's fraud. The third layer is, you know, if you do get busted for fraud on the platform, you're gone. So, you know, we already had your identity known, and unless you're able to come up with some new identity, you would not be able to participate on the platform in the future. 
uh, without going through some sort of appeal process and all that. Um, so yeah, there's multiple layers using a combination of uh, techniques that help us to create an environment of hopefully zero fraud. Uh, while certain things might actually be allocated in the unclaimed status, they're not necessarily uh, rewarded or actually available to the user. Similar to how uh, pool mining has like a mature and an immature uh, kind of state to it, we have a unclaimed and a claimed state. And only those in the claimed state will be able to actually use those tokens. How I'm long sorry. does it take to look up an answer, do you estimate? Have you guys done any research on how long a human would take to look up an answer? Yeah, I mean, we've done some research on it. But the point is, there's a risk in performing fraud. I mean, it, it is criminal in certain areas, and it does get you rejected from the entire network and the entire ecosystem over time. So there are penalties, and we do have people's identity known to us. When they do get busted in that kind of way, we would be able to restrict them from any future activity. It's basically that the tokens are calculated as potentially allocated, but they can't be claimed until the person identi you know, is identified. Okay, and now into the aspect of education, something that intrigues me is you might be able to compensate students for doing well in school. That's one of your ideas? Right, okay, so in education, we need to generate these question and answer sets. And what better way of getting question and answers than going directly to the different schools and colleges and universities and asking the professors and teachers and educators to input and gamify their subjects, the, you know, the material that they're studying. So what we'd like to do is starting at around grade three, up through grade 12, most minors become adults around grade 12, is have professors and students and, and teachers and schools and educators gamify all of their learning content. Basically, everything they're learning in school currently becomes gamified. We have a, a tool that will allow the school and the educator to generate an app, to input all the questions, to, you know, later on we'll build out management interfaces for the schools and parents and guardians and all that to, to measure the performance of the students. But in the beginning, it's really about ingesting all of the, uh, the content that they teach in schools. And I'm talking every school or every subject at every level, uh, all the way up into beyond 12th grade, into higher education, and into specialization areas where we reward educators for inputting all this content in question and answer format, uh, using it with their students to measure you know, the performance of what they're learning and reward both the educator and the student in the process. I mean, they're giving us valuable data uh, across all topics. <laughs> so the goal would be to reward them for their participation. Now, as students earn these 
know, because we're dealing with minors on the internet, we have some rules that we have to follow. Um, there's a COPPA compliance in the United States, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. And then there's GDPR in the UK, which is coming about soon in you now. And we've added the CEO of a company called Privo, Denise Taylor, is one of our strategic advisors. They are a company that's FDC approved and is experienced with guardians and parents of, of, of minors authorizing their usage of various tools on the internet. So she's going to help guide us through all of the compliance work. We'll actually interface directly to their platform or they'll interface to ours to record that we are compliant and we'll be able to get approval from a student's parent or guardian to set aside some wallet address and have all of this gamified interaction throughout their you know, educational journey allocated into this wallet address, which then they could then use in the future when they become an adult. And our hope is that they'll accrue enough tokens that it'll help offset or potentially even fully pay for a college tuition or potentially courses or any form of higher education. I mean, if you think about the way the world works today, universities and colleges are relatively expensive. And it's almost like you have to go into debt uh, many times in order to do something that's wholly positive for society, which is achieve more learning and become specialized and contribute to that area of study and really, you know, it's a, it's a good mission to want to make it easier for people to become more expert in and more specialized and not have it looked at as a debt investment proposition. It's more, they've done this already, they've earned all these tokens along the way. And then also, you know, we have not just the consumer marketplace, but we'll also have the educational marketplace where universities can come and input all their courses. And, you know, there's some uh, like the massively open online courses environments. And there's also traditional campus you know, learning that all of these universities and colleges and even the, the online ones will be able to input all of their course information into this marketplace and engage with students who have built up these knowledge scores and attract them to their university or, or higher learning programs. In employment, we basically measure skills. So as people are answering questions about different topics, which are really skills like Java programming or you know, any tool that's used in a job, if they're answering questions over time that are getting the correct answers to these different questions about these tools that they use in performing their job well, employers can then go and engage with different influential people or knowledge stars on the platform. They can make ambassadors of their own company knowledge stars, and they can attract people towards interviews. You know, in that context, it really is an ad tech platform where the job description is the ad. And employers will be able to get these job descriptions in front of people that have proven correct responses to skills that match those jobs. And then invite them to interviews and 
hopefully bring them on board. So you've got me sold on the big picture and the concept. Now bringing it back to the present, your token is currently in the ICO phase. If I can use your ecosystem for free and earn tokens, why should we participate in the ICO? Okay, that's a very good question. So I mentioned earlier that our token is, is similar to pool mining. We have the advantage, right? Unlike most mineable tokens, which aren't actually created upfront, like ours are, where ours are you know, pre-minted, and then we put a certain portion available during the sale, and then the rest of them get allocated in different ways, which is all on the website. A token that would normally take a certain amount of time to actually be created up front. You know, our mining or meta mining algorithm or set of algorithms actually follows the same rules of, of Bitcoin. It's basically, it's a, it's a, a finite supply. The difficulty level increases over time and the halving of the rewards comes into play as well. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So you're not going to be able to just get a whole bunch of tokens just by answering a, a few couple questions. Do you have an estimate on what the compensation plan is like? Can you explain that a little bit? Okay. So there are certain pieces that are, so, so time is a constant, right? Time, like the basic attention token, rewards you for time spent, from what I understand of it, maybe I'm wrong, uh, you know, interacting with different uh, ads on their browser, right? Time is a concept, right? And that's actually our most basic concept, right? Like usage. It is valuable to an advertiser to know that somebody sat and played World of Warcraft for four hours. Uh, so if you are, you know, a company like a game publisher or uh, some content publisher, uh, you know, there is some minimum type reward that you would earn just for usage or time-based, uh, you know, usage. Like uh, competitors to that platform would be interested in seeing, uh, you know, that somebody actually and targeting people who play World of Warcraft, for example, uh, all day long, right? So there is some value there. As people start building up the knowledge scores, and answering different questions, the value increases. And I guess to answer your question, it's an increasingly and ever-expanding complex set of algorithms that go into the ecosystem, and it's all based on this concept of similar to you know pool mining, where there's a hash rate and there's a pool hash rate, and you know as the user base grows, and a certain amount of blocks that come out and are available to be split proportionally across everything, really comes down to how many users, how many transactions, the quality of the transaction data that we get, and then, um, you know, rewarding users proportionally across the different pool, partner, publisher platforms that they're engaging with. Uh, so in the beginning, we tested out very easily on the most simple measurement, such as time, or identity verification would also be another fixed measurement, but then reinforcement of it would 
you know, have some incremental value. Uh, it all gets calculated proportionally among this increasingly complex set of algorithms that we're developing. Perfect. And thank you so much for sharing your concept and your project with us, the Altcoin Buzz Army. Now, can you tell us your different forms of social media so our audience could look you up if they're interested? Sure. The best way to find us is to go to our website at knowledge.io, and there are links to all the different social media platforms. Our symbol is KNW, so KNW token on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we have a blog on Medium, which is slash knowledge.io. And we have a Telegram chat, which is also uh, t.me slash knowledge.io. I am pretty involved in the Telegram chat answering questions. So if anyone would like to come speak with me directly, I'm happy to chat with you on Telegram and uh, answer any questions anyone may have. Perfect. And just so our audience knows, when is your ICO going to be completed? So our token sale ends on April 8th. That's great. And once again, we really appreciate you being on our show. Definitely. Definitely. We're going to stay in touch. Once you launch and you do start growing, I'm going to definitely try and have you back on my show so you can talk to me about the successes that you've had along with the challenges. I really hope your project the best of luck and have a good day, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Philip, for spending some time to learn about Knowledge.io. And uh, thanks, everybody, for their attention and for their interest in what we're building. It's an exciting time.